Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome to the 289th episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by Epic.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8 Bits. And joining me today, my podcast writer died, the Raphael to my Michelangelo. You can find her on them social medias at Miss Ali Hart. Miss Ali Hart. Hey, bloody hell are you? I don't get Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle references because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch it as a kid. <laughs> I'm I'm reckoning Raph could be you. Like when you eventually do play or watch some some TMNT, I reckon mm. I reckon you might sort of side with with Raphael. He's a bit bit more of a straight shooter. Can be a little bit angsty. Bit of a badass. Takes Ooh. no shit. I think okay. he uh, he checks those Miss Heart boxes. But uh, report back when you've when you've sort of learnt to love the turtles and tell Raphael. me if I'm on the mark. Okay. I'll I'll have to I'll have to suss them out. Yeah, I have no clue. They like pizza, so they're all all good by me. That's it. That's it. No, that's and that's that's a key connector in life. If if you like pizza, there's a chance you're you're a good person or will like you. So uh, <laughs> you know, the bar is pretty low, but pizza yes. is fantastic. But we're back. We had a little bit of a mini break after uh, some extended coverage on various Summer Game Fest and conferences that ran over the past fortnight. So hopefully you've had a chance to listen to all that, digest all that content and uh, add some things to your, to your watch lists because there's a lot of games on the way over the next uh, 12 mm. plus months to get uh, excited about. But we're back. We got a, a normal THG episode here. It might be a little bit of a leaner runtime today. There's not a ton of news doing the rounds um, that we've managed to sort of dig up that we think's worth worth chatting about or what we're feeling enthused to talk about. But uh, I guess off the top here, as far as what we've been playing um, and what we alluded to there with the Raphael and Michelangelo reference is uh, last week, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge made its way to just about every platform in existence last Friday, uh, available on Xbox Game Pass for those uh, Game Pass fiends out there. And uh, last Friday night, I was fortunate enough to uh, run through the entire story mode in the span of about two, two and a half hours with Dane, <laughs> Benny, Buddy, hours. and Jono. Yeah, we slapped through this thing super fast, took down Shredder and all his cronies and all the other uh, Foot Clan aficionados that wanted to try and, uh, you know, kick our shells in so to speak, but yeah. uh, good 80s, 90s throwback. It felt like we were in the arcade, sort of elbow to elbow on the machine, kicking and punching and jumping our way to success. And yeah. uh, very endearing, very true to the to the nostalgia that is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It felt very much like we were sort of sucked back in time and we were all, you know, five, six years old again playing this game. The, the tone was on point. The soundtrack absolutely slaps the soundtrack is so so good mike Patton, front man of faith no more front man of mr bungle and a million other offshoots and projects actually redid the original teenage mutant ninja turtles intro no way it is so good but this game is a ton of fun you and five players can play together cross-play supported so you can play on xbox with pc and playstation 
and the the party chat seemed pretty smooth from from what sort of we were dealing with going across PC and um, Xbox together. Okay. And the connection was smooth. There was no lag. There was no latency. And it's just good, dumb, mindless fun. And uh, can't recommend this one enough. It's like I assumed it was going to have this same kind of vibe, like classic arcade or just, you know, playing with friends <clears> at home, like that essential vibe that we remember from long, long ago. But two and a bit hours of content? Yeah, so... <laughs> So there's some replayability there. Like, um, okay. there's the the standard story mode where, uh, like, yeah, we've you've got your base, you've got your four turtles, and then you've got Splinter and April as characters available to play from day dot. But mm-hmm. uh, to unlock Casey Jones, the hockey mask wearing vigilante, uh, mm-hmm. you have to finish the game to unlock it to get him. And and each character they play different. They they've got sort of different speed, range, and and um, you know health based stats. So they all have a little bit of different nuance to how you control them, different abilities and stuff. It's it's all pretty much just mashing buttons and, and having a radical time, as the Turtles would probably say, but there is some slight changes. So there is some replayability to, to play the characters different. You can level them all up to level 10, and when you get them to that, they have different moves that get unlocked. They get more strength, more HP. So there is rewarding to sticking with your characters, but also bringing in other ones. And you can change in between missions. So say you start as Leonardo and you're like, you know what? I don't need this blue nonsense. I'm going to jump to Donatello or April O'Neil. I was rocking April, kicking a lot of ass with her microphone. But uh, yeah, if you want to jump between the missions, I think there were 16 missions all up. Oh, okay. So, so there's there's a good amount of missions. You, 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 it's the who's who as far as enemies from Ninja Turtles. So you'll meet all the main bosses and all sort of the minions and the generals and the rogues gallery of turtle villains. You'll see them all and it's great. It's like a trip down memory lane, but uh, it gets intense. Like we had five of us playing together and that with the amount of enemies on the screen as well, there was a lot going on. Like there is just explosions and movements and bodies flying everywhere. Like it can get a little bit hard to sort of keep up with what's happening on screen when you're all popping ultimate abilities and stuff, but it's super fun and I really recommend it. And yeah, if if it's a game pass purchase for yourself, awesome. Uh, If you're buying at full price, mm, maybe, maybe just sign up to game pass and play it through that way to save yourself a bit of Johnny cash. Cause I think they're selling the game for about 50 bucks Australian. And that's, that's a lot of cashish for a game that you might roll through once or twice, but there is some options there where you can play the secondary mode after that where you, you have um, finite amounts of lives and no continue, so you just sort of play through and once you're dead, you're dead, where in this one yeah. you can sort of be revived and things like that. So there is some there is some um, some incentive to go back and play again, especially if you're chasing Platinums or, or Game Pass scores and stuff or Gamer scores and stuff, but... It's just good fun, and it's it's especially fun with uh with your fellow turtle friends online. Yeah, I, I'll definitely give it a try. Obviously, through Game Pass because you know the there's no risk there. Um, and I guess I'll be playing as Raphael. Was that it? Raphael. Raphael yeah. Okay. So um, and I guess I'll have to report back. I'm curious to see how the game looks with six people on screen because that just has to be mess. That has to be mess. Yeah, the, the one good thing with the game too is whether you're playing solo or playing with five other people, the amount of yeah. enemies that are going to come on screen will scale up or scale down. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. So the that's difficulty good. level, you've got three difficulty options when you first start the game up. Uh, but from there, 
the enemies would be um, at that level and at a number that's manageable for the amount of players on the screen. So it's not like if you're playing solo, there's still going to be 100 enemies. And if you're playing with six, there's going to be 100. It's going to scale up or down depending on how many of yourself and uh, all your friends are there with you. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to give it a try. It's good fun. Definitely definitely was some good escapism after battling this flu last week um, and and just rolling through with the boys on the Friday night and... uh, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of throwback. Felt like, uh, yeah, young Brendan was there back with his his awesome mullet and his Ninja Turtle toys beside him uh, back in Kuma there. But it was a good time. It was a good time and, and well recommended for any any Turtles fans or any anyone just looking for a nice uh, nice fun mindless party game you want to play with with a couple of mates on a on a weekend or a weeknight or whenever whenever you got time to play. Hit that nostalgia nerve. Oh yeah, yeah. Scratch that itch in a big way. What about you, Miss Hart? What you been doing? I was. I realized um, after the announcement that Fall Guys was free to like everyone, I was actually gonna try and get into that, but I then got distracted um, by Fortnite. Um, yeah, you did. <laughs> of course, I did. Yeah, it's been a big, big deal, and um, so they've added new content into Fortnite, where it is uh, Darth Vader now lands on the map. And so, so as you're on that little bus loading into the battle royale, you see like Darth Vader coming in on his little ship, and you kind of watch where he lands on the map. And then, if you if you choose to, uh, you can go over and try and kill him and the stormtroopers that uh, protect him. And these stormtroopers actually have pretty good aim. Um, and then if you manage to kill Darth Vader, you get to run around with his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's just a little bit of extra content that they've kind of thrown in there and it's a little bit of fun. It's a little bit of, a little bit chaotic because everyone wants the, the singular, um, uh, lightsaber. So. Yeah. And it's cool. Like, um, I did that drop with, with Nasi and a couple of the boys during the week and we took him down and. Then I was watching Nas throw the lightsaber out and obviously sort of force return it to himself and just chopping dudes up with the black sa- oh, the red saber. And um, mm. it's a nice little wrinkle. And, and it's a tough battle. Like, he's got, he's got some easy. shields and he's got some health, old Vader. And he uses the force as well, which caught me off guard. I didn't know that that was a thing that could possibly happen. So I'm just, you know, trying my best to shoot, shoot him or shoot something. And then my character is just ragdolled across the, the map. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? I saw another person try to attack him from a boat. And then the boat just like lifted off into the air. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. This is a pretty cool mechanic, especially for anyone that has no idea what's going on. But. It was like a little bit of added fun, so mm-hmm. kind of like jumped into that, um, scored some more like wins with my husband and then just nice. did a few solos and then a few like just, I don't know why I enjoy running with a team of random people. I think it's such a like different challenge to playing the game solo where you're trying to <laughs> just figure out like what the team is doing am I with another team of three people who can hear each other like um or there's like one person that's clearly clearly knows what they're doing and so you kind of follow them either way it's lots of fun um anyone that's you know plays Fortnite the new Star Wars content like that they're throwing in there is pretty fun so but I do plan to get into Fall Guys. I don't know if you're interested in jumping back into Fall Guys. Um, um, I might make a free. cameo appearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's free and it's cross-platform too. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, I thought we would get get 
get a few rounds of that in again. Uh, it's all new, so I'm I'm going to be completely lost. It's been a yeah. long time since I've played Fall Guys, so um, yeah. But I, I do want to jump back in and just join the join the chaos of those little jelly beans. And it's just good. It was good, dumb fun. Like it I, is. I, I haven't played it, and I'd say you might have been the same time. Well, we probably haven't played it for maybe twelve months or so. Yeah. But um, those games the last time we did play really enjoyed myself and it's just a ton of fun and it's just silly mindless insanity and yeah. you know that's never a bad thing yeah so anyone else like we all love free stuff so um four guys should be free on everything i think like on pc you have to go through epic yep so epic epic um nintendo playstation and xbox yeah all free and all cross I'm not 100% sure on the Nintendo if it's cross-plat as well, but I know PC or Epic, Xbox and PlayStation, you can play all together. Yeah. And I'm assuming Nintendo is part of it too. Yeah. So um, I think they've taken it off Steam, which is where I had it. But, like, you can still play it. You just can't get it on Steam anymore or some, something along those lines. So, But, yeah, just throw that into the universe for anyone that wants a free game out there. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's actually pretty fun. Apart from that... I I just wanted to give this a shout out. It's kind of different. I, I've mentioned previously that I've been watching a lot of D&D content and everything like that. But um, Critical Role had a little side campaign, a four episode um, little arc called um, EXU Calamity. The only reason why I'm bringing this up is because, um, well, first of all, this thing made me cry. Um, it made me cry. And like, yeah, when I a common thing. It's not, and I just want to say, like, I when I say it made me cry, I was dehydrated and I got a headache. Like that's much. That, that's a lot of tears. That's, that's a big lot. tears. It is a lot. The finale um, was last week, and yeah, it absolutely tore the souls of everyone. But it was it was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was well done. Um, so anyone out there, maybe looking into like getting into D and D, it's a four episode little little side side story in relation to the campaign of critical roles um mm-hmm. stuff but it is it's set way back in the past so you should be able to watch it um without having to know too much but in saying that it was just it was brilliant storytelling incredible actors and participants and players um you know trying to convey this heart-wrenching story um and then obviously a dm gm um of Brennan, you probably see his stuff come up every now and then. Um, he usually appears on something called Dimension Twenty. Oh um, yeah, yep. yeah. So you probably maybe see him from that or col- College Humor. So um, he he decided to be the DM for this one, and he he is a brilliant brilliant storyteller as well. So for anyone that's want to dip dip your toe, <laughs> it will crush your soul. It is a sad story, but it was brilliantly done. But um, yeah, EXU Calamity. Um, so, uh, I definitely recommend that for a new avenue of incredible storytelling. And you said four episodes on YouTube, so. Yeah, so it's on YouTube. You can just like watch it for free on YouTube. Um, nice. uh, just be warned. I think one of the episodes goes for six hours. Holy uh, guacamole. Okay. Yeah, I'm sitting they... there going four episodes. I could do that in one hit. And then you say that. I'm like, yeah, no, Sorry. Maybe, not one. maybe two hits. <laughs> but it's good. It's, I mean, it's free. It's good content. And it's, it's great content. So, um, Yeah get that in yeah if you're if you're curious about that D D action. So I Maybe thought I'd just give that a shout out. Maybe that could be my first foray into it because I'm still yet to watch some critical do you think like you said it sort of set 
used in the past. Yeah, it's, it's so sort of used in the past and everything like that. All I'm going to say is that its downfall is, is that it is an incredibly high caliber of D&D storytelling and gameplay. So everything else after that might be a tiny bit disappointing. Okay. So this is the peak. <laughs> this, is, this, uh, this is definitely the peak of like okay. D&D. To me, to me. But yeah. Um, if not, then just you know, pick up wherever. Um, and it doesn't have to be critical role. Like I said, Dimension 20 has a bunch of stuff. So Nice. And nice. Rooster Teeth we, as well. We are spoiled with good content at our fingertips, it's thanks really to the are. internet, isn't it? It is brilliant. But uh, a quick bit of housekeeping before we uh, get into the news here. So obviously, ko-fi.com forward slash we are 8-bit if you wanted to support us monetarily from the low, low price of $1 dollar per month you can get exclusive access to a ton of perks content and giveaways if you want to get yourself some 8-bit merchandise shop 8bit.net is the place to go going to be updating that over the coming week or so with some new designs bringing some other designs into the rotation that we've uh you know had from yesteryear and just uh, maybe reimagining a few of those as well so shop 8bit.net to get yourself some quality 8-bit merchandise and I guess we could say that the uh, the next giveaway, we'll say the, the giveaway for at least the first chunk of July by the time this episode comes out, will be live. Uh, really simple to enter. Just uh, be sure to give us a nice review or screenshot your review or your rating on, iPod, or on, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Uh, screenshot that, send it through to hello8bit.net on the email or slide into our DMs with that screenshot at weare8bits. To go into the draw to win yourself an ATH GL3 gaming headset available in white or black. So depending on your aesthetic preferences, we can get a headset that's going to look good and feel good and sound even better for all your gaming goodness. But you can also disconnect that microphone and take these bad boys on the streets. So if you're looking for a headset to uh, be listening to those other podcasts or tunes you're listening to, when you're away from your computer desk or your console, you can do that with that ATH GL3 gaming headset. So just simply grab a screenshot, leaving a review for THG or any of the other 8-bit related podcasts on Spotify or Apple Podcasts to go in the draw and we will announce the winner sometime in July. But Miss Hart, let's jump in the news. This week's news headlines. All right, I've got a, got a lot of quick hitters, a lot of little bangers this, this week, listeners. There wasn't a ton of... Um, Big news we thought that was uh, worth tackling. It does mean there's not a, a lot of relevant stories out there. There's a lot of ongoing things with, with Activision and Blizzard and Bobby Kotick and stuff, but we thought we're, we're done talking about that dickhead for a while. He can go rot and do whatever else he's doing. We don't need to bring him up, even though I'm doing it right now again. So we're just going to be tackling some other things. Maybe we'll circle back to Activision Blizzard another day once we see what happens with their shareholder votes and all that nonsense but the first piece of news uh, after last season's king kong x godzilla battle activision's flagship battle royale gets even wackier with an appearance of the terminator better yet you're spoiled for choice with season four of warzone giving you the option to play as the original t800 or its successor the t1000 schwarzenegger voice lines not included for said Terminator. Activision being Activision, of course, are saying that the two Terminators are not bundled together, but rather as separate time-limited packs. So, Miss Hart, is this uh, incentivizing you to jump back into Warzone to be able to get the limited T-800 or T-1000 skins to uh, run around and wreak all kinds of havoc and hasta la vistering your fellow Warzone squad mates? No, not really. Um, to to really uh, 
put a damper on that one. Like, I would have thought that I, if anything, maybe the Godzilla King Kong kind of element sounded kind of interesting to maybe drag me back. But I think I was plagued with a few um, bugs and issues on launch, right? Like, people found yeah. some... Yeah, I heard it was a bit janky. Yeah. Sadly, never got to like it sounded cool. I'm with you. The the premise of trying to kill other people while King Kong and or Godzilla potentially kills you at the same time. I think that's yeah. awesome and Running a really smart up. mechanic to to add to the game. But this one, like I Terminator is one of my favorite franchises in existence. Like Terminator 2 is one of my favorite movies of all time. But this does not move the needle for me at all. So I don't know no. what that says about my love for Terminator these days or my lack of love and general care of Warzone because I could not give a rat's ass about Warzone. I know this is a bit of a reach. Um, Do you think they're trying to take a few tabs from Fortnite in having these these events um, of like, you know, like... Like uh, specific things like King Kong, Godzilla, like name brands, like like things that you know, and then now Terminator, where there are these events that are happening in game, in map, which you can interact with, and then also get the skin or the character or whatever. Like, I know this isn't the first time, um, uh, like Call of Duty, they've had like you've yeah, been able to like, like buy certain characters right like last year they had a, a collab with warzone as well where they had uh john mcclain and john rambo so That's you could right that was had yeah. some stuff with them so so they're certainly certainly not uh new to these bizarre crossovers and mm-hmm. meld meldings of various ips but <clears throat> right. it is they very much the, a cash grab isn't it the tower from Die Hard 2 didn't they they added mm-hmm. that kind of event or location I guess in there too okay so this yeah so this isn't sudden this is something they've slowly been creeping out a little bit and paying a paying homage or like incorporating 80s action and all that business into this franchise so I guess it makes sense it's with purpose yeah. that's it and like no, as evidence, like we we're just talking about how great that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game was. Like those those nostalgia hits, those touchstones where you can transport yourself back to the eighties or the nineties when you watch this movie yeah. or you you heard that line the first time and then you can do that in a game now that people adore and love. It's like, Whoa, it's it's two two of my favorite worlds colliding and it's the best and yeah, but it's just not a needle move for me. Like, I love me some Terminator. Love yeah. me some Terminator. But Warzone, do not care about at <laughs> all. No. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it definitely won't encourage me to play. But, I don't know, maybe it will bring back some of the some of the people maybe that fell off a bit. I, th- I feel like we're probably having that, that flush of, uh, you know, when there's, like, all the Battle Royals kind of circulate where all the streamers and all the players kind of say, well, this game's shit now. We're going to go to the other one. I'm wondering mm-hmm. if that kind of, um, you know, uh, musical chairs, I guess, of gaming Battle Royales is going to happen soon. That's it. That's It's inevitable. Like, the, it's the ebb and flow, isn't it? Like, the, the apex has ascended and then it'll decline because there's a new COD out and then uh, Fortnite's back and... Yeah. Up, down, round and round we go. But uh yeah, it won't be the last time we, we have a, a a collab making its way to Warzone. Um yeah. I'd love to see, because I've just been sort of processing in my head, I have not seen a Steven Seagal skin in any game yet. I don't care if it's if it's Call of Duty or Fortnite or something, but 
Bring back that 80s action hero and also give me a Wesley Snipes skin. Maybe Demolition Man Wesley Snipes with the blonde hair and the overalls. Give me some of that in a game, please. So let's get, get some Dolph Lundgren in there. Oh, yes. Yeah, maybe like he could have a couple of skins. He could have his He-Man skin. He could have his Punisher skin. His Universal, his Universal Soldier skin with, <laughs> with the, the ear necklace. <laughs> <clears throat> He's a legend. Instead of that bring mode where you pick up... When you pick up like the the dog tags in Call of Duty, it's like ears. Yeah. <laughs> you can add it to your necklace. I just remember when he's like, "They can't hear you in the movie." <laughs> that like I don't know why like that. That's that very particular action movie really made a lasting impression on me as a kid. Great I don't movie. Know why. Yeah, <clears throat> Universal Soldier is well ahead of its time and and one of the best Dolphin Van Dam films. And a Van Dam skin. Bring oh, a yeah. in. <laughs> Skip Van Dam. You could have a Guile skin from Street Fighter. I guess you didn't see that. Oh, no, that's Bison that says that. God. You're coming home? Coming home with me. God, that movie, so Brilliant. bad. Like, uh, it's, it's magical. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it, is, win it is an experience. Listeners, if you haven't watched the the first live-action Street Fighter film, give it a spin this weekend. Just, just do yourselves a favor. Put aside 90 minutes, I think it runs for... And just watch this mess on screen. Like, watch what they've done to so many of these beloved characters. It's and beautiful. And it is just a good time. It's great. Mm. <laughs> Kylie Minogue's in there. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Old it's Raul. So do, do you pronounce his name Julia or Gulia? <laughs> I always I always pronounce it like Raul Julia. Yeah. I think I'm thinking Gulia from The Wedding Singer, but that's a whole other thing now. Yeah, his last movie too, which is sad, I guess. Yeah, because he was a great actor. He was brilliant. And to go out, like, he was a good bison, but the movie was just not a good time. Like, it's it's a good time to watch, but it's a shit movie. But uh, yeah. Yeah, check it out. Check it out, Uh, Street Fighter. (laughs) Uh, The muscles from Brussels playing the American superhero, like, it's the best. And the Australian playing the British person. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. But anyway, uh, let's see what 80s action stars make their way to Warzone next. I'm... Yeah, got my fingers crossed for some Wesley Snipes or some Steven Seagal. Maybe Under Siege Steven Seagal. So when he kills people, he's just like, I'm just a cook. Anyway, let's uh, let's move on to the next one before I get dance. too nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> the Van Damme dance. See, that could be a Fortnite emote. No, would, I know, we're making money over here. Jeez. Oh, my God. So many Van Damme opportunities. And he can have an emote where he punches a snake. Anyway. Just a split. Uh, Does the splits, yeah. Oh, so many options. All right, so the next next little banger. Tony Hawk has confirmed this week that Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 and 4 was planned to follow in the slipstream of the successful 2022, uh, 2020 remake of the original two games. But the project died following Activision's decision to officially merge developer Vicarious Visions into Blizzard. And the quote reads, There was the plan, even up until the release day of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, we were going 3 and 4, said Hawk. And then Vicarious got kind of absorbed, and they were looking for other developers, and then it was over, end quote. So this is a bit sad. Obviously, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, the couple of the gate, uh, the GOAT skateboarding games of all time, and then that re-release double pack, uh, was well met by uh, games media and, and, and fans of the yeah. franchise. We had a hell of a time with it, and I was excited to see what they did with three and four. If you know, we thought it was unavoidable that it was going to happen as is tradition in gaming. Yeah, not as old as new again, but doesn't look to be the case. And uh, yeah, Mister Hawk himself 
has confirmed that, and uh, I think we're all a little bit bit bummed. And uh, op- what's the opposite of gnarly in skate terms? Because that's what I'm feeling right. Oh, melancholy. There's a trick too. I'm feeling very melancholic about this, as far as no Tony Hawk three and four. But anyway, how are you feeling about this one? I'm like uh, I, I I'm trying to remember if I played three or four. I always kind of got them a bit mixed up and probably played a lot of demo versions of these games, so I never know if I actually played the full thing. Um, I'm just curious if this is like a it's never going to happen or it's just shelved for the moment. Because mm. I mean, like we said, we all enjoyed one and two. And it was, you know, met with pretty positive reviews of what I remember. Um, so it just seems like a shame to kind of just say like, yeah, no, it's not happening. Mm. My only thought with this potentially with the Vicarious Visions getting absorbed and so that was the, obviously the primary uh, developer behind 1 and 2 with that remake. If maybe the, the game didn't sell the amount of units that it, like I haven't seen oh, the sales the figures. Targets. Yeah, yeah, so maybe it didn't meet those un- insanely high Activision Blizzard targets that they seem to have on a lot of their games. But never say never, because I think there's still an appetite for these games. And the thing I remember with 3 was that was the uh, the debut of Bear Margera in the Tony Hawk franchise. That's right. I forgot that mm. they put him in the game. That was him and his peak, I guess. Um, oh, I just had a thought and then completely lost. Oh, so... We are still waiting for that skate game, right? Is that still yeah, coming out? Yeah. The new skate game. It's it's still coming sometime in the future. I wonder if it would just be smart to then release this like three and four just around that time. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Like it's such a dirty move too. Like that that the new skate I mean. finally comes out and then like, yo, what? Tony Hawk three and four is here as well. Ba ba bow. Um, I don't know, it's business. That's yeah. No, it's smart. Strike on the other. But it's part. dirty. <laughs> but yeah we'll see we'll see if tony hawk uh pro skater three and four remastered remade whatever they might do with it ever sees the light of day but at this stage the Hawkman himself has confirmed that that is not happening Mm. for the foreseeable future but uh we'll see uh the next bit of news diablo immortals appears to be uh, diablo immortal appears to be off to a very strong start as the mobile focus take on the blizzard franchise has generated over 24 million us dollars in revenue in its first two weeks this is reported by pc games and industry tracking website at magic and they've shared some interesting tidbits of data for the free-to-play diablo immortal alongside the microtransaction details including that the usa and south korea have spent the most money and that the game has been downloaded more than five million times to date so boy howdy this game to no one's surprise is just a vacuum for everybody's money it is getting sucked up and devoured and uh, we're seeing a lot of notable big content creators jumping on or off the off the bandwagon mm-hmm. as far as money getting put into it. There was um, some stuff that happened with New Zealand streamer uh, Quinn69, who's been trying to get one of these five-star gems since the game released on June 2nd. And uh, he finally got a five-star gem over the weekend. Uh, and, and by that point, he'd spent 25000 New Zealand dollars or 16,000 USD to get to the gem, got the gem finally. And um, as I guess a big meme controversial moment, uh, the second he got that gem, he deleted his character and uninstalled the game and then uh, said some less than uh, positive words towards Activision and Diablo Immortal 
on the basis of having to spend, you know, 16,000 US to get said gem. But um, I don't think Blizzard gives two shits because they got 16,000 US for him to get that gem. So yeah. uh, who's who's the sucker? And if anything, they kind of proved the point that the game isn't play to win. Like, mm-hmm. he paid a lot of money to get this item and he had issues, like, trying to get it. So if anything, it's very much not play to win, <laughs> pay to win. Um, it's... Yeah, like it, like Blizzard's not going to care of the point that's being proven. Um, uh, twenty four million USD revenue first two weeks, first two weeks. Um, I would say that the hype has kind of died down now a little bit on Diablo Immortal. It's been a while since I've played, and then respective parties that have also been playing, I haven't heard that they have continued on with the game. I do want to kind of put forward that now this like narrative that kind of came out I don't know if it was due to bad reporting or whatever but anytime Diablo Immortal is mentioned everyone talks about how it's a pay to win game and um I just think that there's always this like message that's missed or it's like no it's 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 free and actually you you can finish the story without dropping a dime Mm. um like you can go through it and just play it as is um, not spend any money and it's a free, incredibly built game to play on your mobile phone. But now there's this like stories going around or everyone just kind of indirectly just poo-pooing it that haven't even played it or probably don't even know much about it and saying that, you, oh no, you can't play this game. You can't finish this game without spending money. And then obviously people who have enjoyed the game, maybe a little bit more than others have put money down into this game. Um, and I mean that's okay. I, I I if people want to put money into a free game and get stuff, that's great. Um, I'm I'm also not going to condone like predatory tactics of people maybe that don't have such great control on making in-game purchases and probably spending a little too much than they should to try and get to anywhere. Um, but I just want to get the point across that a lot of people have been saying that you can't play this free game and finish the story without money, without dropping money. And it's it's not true. A lot of people have completed the game without dropping money. So, Mm. and and that's, that's the biggest takeaway I think from this is as is, as is tradition with the internet, the, the person who screams and carries on the loudest and the, the discourse that, uh, churns up the most hype and hysteria is usually the messaging that, gets locked into everyone's brains where, yeah, you can play this game and have a good time by not spending a penny or you can go the other route and chase these five-star gems and spend an absurd amount of money. But yeah, you, you can you can have a good good full experience by keeping that wallet tucked away and, and not giving uh, Blizzard your, your cash and still have a good time with Diablo Immortal. So, so don't just read the, the headline as far as Blizzard a dirty money hungry cash grabbers which you know, they are you know that's you know that's that's not uh that's not a, a an out and out lie that's for sure and as is true as is evidenced there by 24 million usd in two weeks like that's that's a big big uptake and that money will continue to roll in for this game but yeah you can still have a very full complete experience by uh yeah tightening up those uh purse strings and just just playing and having a good old time but uh yeah, it's not going to be the the last time we hear a bit of controversy or some weird pandering by various content creators to to show how much money they burnt and then a big middle finger to to Blizzard 
by saying, yeah, I'm done with the game now. Yeah. Suffer. I'm gone. Say goodbye to your whale. And they're like, well, we got all your money already, fella. Good luck. I'm See wondering if that if that was initially what they had decided to do with this game um, pre pre um, release of Diablo, the new Diablo game. Um, you know, put it in the universe. It's free. Um, experience the new content. Get a taste for Diablo again. Like, get it back in your veins. Get it back in your, you know, front and center. And hey, you know what? If there's people that want to drop money, there's there's the option for you. And like they made twenty four million in the first two weeks. And I, That's I'm, it. Yeah, I don't know if they were anticipating that they were gonna re- like retain everyone. <clears throat> That's it. Like, like no doubt that twenty four million that covered probably all the development and the server hosting costs from mm. the last several years. So they're probably already in the black after two weeks. And yeah. All they need is a few big whales chasing those gems because crunching the numbers, I think it's um, you need six five-star gems to be like fully socketed max level as far as getting as, as good a character as you can. Five or six um, of those gems. So it translates to over $100,000 if you're just like paying for power to try and get there as quick as you can. I mean, You yeah. can hope that RNG gods will be kind and get you eventually, but obviously the dropping the money is the, the quickest way to, to become... Diablo Immortal God tier. And mm. so, yeah, all they need is a handful of uh, cashed up content creators to, to drop those six figures here or there to, to keep this game afloat. Yeah, exactly. All right, next bit of news. Uh, we've had confirmation that Overwatch 2 is going to fully replace the original Overwatch at launch. During a Reddit AMA this past week, Overwatch 2 director Aaron Keller confirmed that the upcoming Overwatch sequel will replace the original uh, live service when the game launches this coming October. The quote reads, when Overwatch 2 launches on October 4th, it will be a replacement for the current live service, he confirmed. In other words, the original Overwatch will no longer be playable once the new game releases. Instead, players who try to play Overwatch will be prompted to upgrade to Overwatch 2. Blizzard is pursuing this model in order to retain a unified player base. When the sequel was originally announced back in August last year, Blizzard claimed that Overwatch and Overwatch 2 players would be able to play side-by-side when playing the same modes. The original plan allowed Overwatch players to play on the brand-new Overwatch 2 maps and as the new heroes. Then-in-game director Jeff Kaplan said it was a shared multiplayer environment where no one gets left behind. In In other words, multiplayer PvP would have been possible across the two titles. Now it looks as though Overwatch will in fact be left behind. Overwatch will essentially roll right into Overwatch 2, which is already planned to retain old legacy content while adding new maps and systems. The fact that Overwatch 2 will be free to play means this should be an easy enough transition since no players need to pay for the new game. It should also be noted that Blizzard is doing away with loot boxes completely for the sequel. However, for anyone still keeping their loot boxes, those will be opened automatically and their contents will be transferred to your account in the sequel when it releases October 4th. So there you go. I think this is a smart play. Like it's going to keep the existing player base. It alleviates any stress and uncertainty and the fact that no one has to buy Overwatch 2, they just upgrade. Like it's it's just an update really. Mm. Your Overwatch that's in in your player, whether it be on um you know in the blizzard launcher on xbox on playstation you they'll just push an update through to to that server bank and you'll have to update the game and that little icon will change from overwatch to overwatch 2 and the gaming will continue from there so i think it's a smart move it's a very smooth seamless touchwood transition hypothetically when this happens on october the 4th but 
I think this is probably the best way to roll this game out. I think so too. Um, like obviously being free to play now, it's it I, like it should be easy to do, and I hope everyone that even has like disc copies of the original game shouldn't run into too many issues. It should probably be buffered on top. Um, I I was curious how they were going to originally have like original Overwatch players play with Overwatch two players, um, without having any kind of server issues or any kind of weird like matchmaking issues or anyone like maybe you you want to play as a um like in a team and you've probably got like two different versions between amongst the the team so but yeah I I, I think it's I think it's great I think it's a good rollout um the alpha beta thing will be coming out soon if you haven't signed up for that um to you know give the game a bit of a test before release and um yeah October like sneaking up it ain't far away. We're like three and a half months away and this game's going to be out. <clears throat> we're, yeah. looking, we're looking for a big October. We'll talk about that more shortly. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I haven't played a game of Overwatch in easily a couple of years. Easily. But um, maybe I need to sign up and just give this uh, one of these upcoming betas a spin just to see how it feels. I'm assuming it's, it's going to feel just like Overwatch, just with some new characters and, and functionalities, which is not a bad thing because it was a clean, fun game. Yeah, and like the the main reason I left was probably toxicity and then um, a little bit of exhaustion in the same maps and rolling out the same characters and such. Um, but playing the beta definitely kind of like <laughs> opened that old wound, just kind of made me want to jump back in and be a sucker for punishment. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I I kind of been ignited in wanting to play it again and the Overwatch League has been going on and I've been watching that. Um, on YouTube as well, so it's kind of fun to watch. The passion is getting reignited. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll I'll jump in and give it a go. See if it oh. see if it holds my attention a little bit enough to maybe pull me away from Fortnite and things for for a little while. But we shall see. All right. And the last bit of news we wanted to uh, tackle here. Back in March of 2022, Destiny 2 YouTubers were hit with fake DMCA takedowns. Now, Bungie has found the culprit, and it's on a warpath worth as much as $7.6 million US dollars. A lawsuit filed this week by Bungie claims that Nicholas Miner, a YouTuber going by the name Lord Nazo, is responsible for the fake DMCA notices, issuing them to fellow YouTubers after he himself was hit with a real DMCA notice from Bungie. 96 times Miner sent DMCA takedown notices purportedly on behalf of Bungie, the developer explains. He identified himself as Bungie's brand protection vendor in order to have YouTube instruct innocent creators to delete their Destiny 2 videos or face copyright strikes, disrupting Bungie's community of players, streamers, and fans. If this wasn't bad enough, it looks as though Lord Nazo was heavily involved in community discussions surrounding the DMCA takedowns, which were at the time assumed to be from Bungie. All the while, Lord Nazo was taking part in the community discussion of Bungie's takedowns, spreading disinformation, the studio said. This caused Bungie significant reputational and economical damage for obvious reasons. Miner's original and real DMCA notice was issued by Bungie after he uploaded the soundtrack for the Destiny expansion, The Taken King, to his YouTube channel. Miner allegedly refused to remove his videos, leaving them online until they were eventually removed by YouTube in January. 
Miner allegedly retaliated by registering a new Gmail address designed to mimic the email addresses of employees of CSC Global, the company who enforces Bungie's copyright. He then began issuing fake DMCA notices to Destiny 2 creators. This Destiny 2 community was bewildered and upset, believing that Bungie had reneged on a promise to allow players to build their own streaming communities and YouTube channels on Destiny 2 content, explains Bungie in the lawsuit. Destiny community members were also misled to believe that Bungie's brand protection against what was also... uh, uh, and also misled to believe that Bungie's brand protection agent was also fraudulent, causing confusion among users as to the authenticity of legitimate DMCA notices. Bungie had to devote significant internal resources to addressing it and helping its players restore their videos and channels. Holy guacamole, yeah. $7.6 million. Lord Nazo, you know, like, I guess the whole hell hath no fury wording here, like... uh you know he was he was found to be doing things in the wrong at the start of the year mm. he ended up having a bit of a bee in his bonnet for being called out for said wrong behavior and yeah. said you know what i'm going to retaliate in the pettiest cheekiest slimiest way possible and create hell for 96 content creators out there and then obviously the landslide of bad press that that bungie copped on the back of this too and uh they've found them Nicholas Miner is being held accountable and uh, potentially might have $7.6 million worth of fines and damages and restitution to pay to Bungie for his very immature behavior. Miss Hart. It's wild. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I remember back in March when this was initially happening because – uh, the Witch Queen content was still kind of being rolled out and I do believe we were also seeing um, a lot of information that was being dropped from the raid um, that kind of came along that, which, you know, has a lot of details in story and everything else that's kind of behind the scenes in lore of Destiny. And Destiny really, like Bungie, um, really supports their community, um, their streamers, their um, you know video content creators. They, 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 they really do like support them and prop them up and help them out in any way. Especially um, well, well known like law keepers, people who do these wonderful detailed stories and lore and stories and such. Um, so when these like pinnacles in the Destiny community were having their videos struck. And hit with these, like, it was, everyone was, first of all, everyone was baffled. Like, no one straight away, like, they they thought it was weird. They thought it was, like, they were very curious about why it was happening. Um, And then when they were trying to re-upload it and it was getting hit again, it was becoming more serious because you can only get hit so many times on your YouTube channel before you just lose your channel altogether. Mm. Um, Three strikes and you're out, right? Exactly right. And some of these people, like, they they, they make a good living or they they make their living from this. Um, So it's once again, like, putting people's, um, you know, means of money making and, you know, supporting themselves um, in jeopardy. And then, um, then speculation, then people started talking because um, obviously people were still kind of coming off the news of um, Bungie being bought by Sony. PlayStation. Yeah. Um, and then there was like all this speculation that, oh, now that they're, now that they're bought by them, they're going to be harsher on um, takedowns and this and that and, 
Yeah, so it, it definitely was a turbulent time for the Destiny community when this was happening and now to only find out it was just some bitter player who had something marked on something that he shouldn't have been doing and, you know, he, he obviously got the warning first and decided to push back and it was only after him getting hit after pushback he decided to do something ridiculous of impersonating a company <laughs> Um, and then doing damages and such. So like that is a massive amount for a petty, petty, um, action. Um, and I, I definitely also think this is like a wider kind of problem with YouTube and their, um, takedown system and, you know, investigating that sort of stuff as well. So, um, yeah, it was it was a crazy time for, you know, Bungie. It was a crazy time for the community. It was it was yeah, you know, it was it was pretty rough and um but yeah, it it it's it's going to cost someone really bad. Yeah, like like will will they take him for all 7.6 million dollars? Probably not. Like I doubt that old Lord Nazo has that amount of money sitting in his bank account and if he does, power to him if he earned it in a legal fair way. But yeah, like like what you just touched on then is one of the biggest sort of eyebrow raises in this little little uh, news article for me was all this dude did was make a Gmail address that was similar to the CSC Global ones. Like, so it was, I don't know, bungeedmca26 at gmail.com or something. And that's all he needed to get this train on the tracks and get this momentum moving and disrupt 96 people's lives and potential careers and cause all account. this discourse. Yeah, like it's not even that he bought a URL that was like it was csglobal.net instead of .com. Like it's a Gmail account. They're free to make. You can make whatever the hell you want at gmail.com. That might hmm. already be taken, but, you know, chuck something else at the back end of that. But, uh, yeah, the fact that that's all he had to do to, to cause all this drama and disrupt so many people's livelihoods is baffling to me like youtube's a billion 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 dollar company and to get through their their dmca security check checkpoints and stuff by just making this email address and talking in a way that sounded believable like yeah like come on come on now but i'm happy they got to the bottom of this i'm happy that uh the community has uh I guess bounce back and um, been like their their accounts and their channels have been been restored. Like Bungie's been working um, very extensively in the background to to get all those people um, made whole again. You could yeah. say from the back end of this, and yeah. I'm very curious to see what happens with old Nicholas Miner, aka Lord Nazo, and uh, what they end up settling for here. But exactly, just settle down. Like the dude, like you're in the wrong to begin with. Just just take it on the chin and move on instead of feeling like nut. You've been hard done by now, even though you did the wrong thing to begin with, and now you need to make everyone's life hell. Like just just take a breath. Go for a walk, get a glass of water, do something. Like, your day can't be that hard and that bad to have to go straight to this type of uh, desperate action to to uh, seek revenge. Exactly. Or else uh, it'll cost you. 
Yeah. <laughs> My gosh, the tune is 7.6 million US dollars. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, well, when we hear more or if we ever hear more as far as what the damages payment is and what the, the decided terms are once this thing gets handled through the courts, we'll circle back. But for now, let's uh, change the tune and uh, talk about some cool things coming up in the next couple of weeks and months. Tweet of the week. And this tweet comes by way of at Benji Sales on Twitter. And the tweet simply reads, if nothing gets delayed, October is getting packed with game releases. Fall, US fall, really picking up. So coming out in October at this point in time of recording, which is the 24th of June of 2022, Marvel's Midnight Suns, Forspoken, A Plague Tale Requiem, Persona 5 Royal, making its way to PlayStation 5, Xbox and PC, Scorn, Gotham Knights, High on Life, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 and Overwatch 2 all coming out at this stage. Plus there's also another smattering of other games, but they're the, they're the big headliners. They're the big heavy hitters. October is going to be a big old month for us gamers after a fairly fairly uneven and um, relaxed release late this year. Obviously COVID and everything else still impacting that, but October looks like it's going to be one of the biggest months for the gamers of the year. Yeah. Oh, while the content that's, you know, listed here all have their own individual kind of game stylings. So, you know, they'll appeal to all different game gamers out there. It's pretty intense for, like you said, a, I'm not going to say a lackluster year, but a pretty, um, a pretty dry year in um, gaming releases. And to only just absolutely get smashed in October with um, things that you'd have to you know, choose between, I guess, on where you want to mm-hmm. allocate your time. So, yeah, but it's it's good. It's good to see the up and up on um the you know game game releases coming back. So hopefully, this is the start of um things getting back to normal. Maybe it, it's good to know, like, because that's that's a big slate of games. That's a a big outlay financially if you wanted to pick up all those games. But the good exactly. thing is looking at that list. A Plague Tale Requiem, Scorn, and High and Life are all available day one on Game Pass. So that's, that's nice to know. Yeah. I, that's, I, uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't see a lot of people battling themselves on playing Scorn. I think we're going to be a very select few. <laughs> we'll be on there getting all kinds of creeped out, but it's going to be a hell of a time. But if you don't want to wait till October and instead you want to maybe potentially grab something new this coming week or so, we got you covered. New releases and events. As far as new things to consume, uh, we're a bit, bit of a down patch as far as uh, shows. Uh, Westworld Season 4 drops next week, though, which is exciting. I'm keen to jump back into that world and see what's been going on. Uh, obviously, we just wrapped up Obi-Wan, the, the I guess at this stage, one shot of uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, six episodes. You can check that out in full on Disney+. Plus. I really enjoyed the story overall it was a little bit uneven at times but um i liked where they went with it i liked the story they told and there were some good moments for specific characters i'm not going to say anything more than that i'm not going to spoil <laughs> nothing but there is some really cool moments across those six episodes uh we'll also have this coming week the fourth episode of miss marvel and um if you want to look for some new games to uh sink your teeth into this coming week we've got Disgaea 6 complete on playstation 5 playstation 4 and pc we've got dnf jewel Escape Academy, Phobia St. Dinfa Hotel, MX vs. ATV Legends, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, which is obviously the Switch and PC offshoot from the Monster Hunter franchise. We've got the expansion for Outriders, which is World Slayer, mm. dropping on all those platforms. And then F1 2022 for all those motorheads out there. 
They want to jump into the shoes of Lewis Hamilton or Fernando Alonso or Max Verstappen or whoever their racing <laughs> fanboy is of choice. Pretty They're impressed. there for you and you can squirt around those tracks at uh, 300 plus Ks an hour. But Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of THG 289. Anything you wanted to say or shout out before we get out of here for another week? Yeah, uh, let's let's all see if we can find each other in Fall Guys. Everyone out there, check it out. Look in the look at our socials. See if we uh, kind of throw it out in there to the universe, and you might be able to play along. Who knows? Hell yeah, I'm I'm down to have a spin. Just um, yeah, maybe slide into the Discord if you are jumping on. Obviously, you can yeah. check the Discord link in the direct show notes here. Just uh, expand out the episode description. There'll be a hyperlink. You can click straight into the Discord and uh, just jump in there and say, mate, I'm I'm rolling out. Four guys tonight or tomorrow at this time need some need some squad mates and uh, no doubt there'll be some people in there that can jump on in and uh, have a great jelly bean of a time with you <laughs> and your other friends. So uh, yeah, Miss Hart, that's the end of episode two eighty nine. I guess it's time to say goodbyes and uh, gear up for episode two ninety next week. But uh, Ape Nation, thanks for stopping on by. As always, it's been our pleasure. Much love and stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.